Though, again, I want to talk more about toddler's ashes. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, so oh well. it goes. Um, eh. This is the whip around, and you're coming in right after a really great laugh. So, um, what what we're thinking we're going to do Sorry. here today? Uh, <laughs> I'm Sean, and uh, that's Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hi, Phil. What we're going to do is, uh, you know, really make each other laugh on the breaks, and then you know, sort of rest up while we're recording. So we appreciate you being here for us while we do weird news in the most boring way possible so that we can then pause the recording, have a, a rollicking good time, and then come back to you with what's left. So, so enjoy this very dry episode, citizens. <laughs> I kid, we're funny all the time. And if you're not laughing right now, Damn right. consider yourself invited to the party. I do macabre stuff, but this week has been something I'll discuss when Phil asks me what's up with me. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, the co-host here, who's really the the chief, the guy, the man right now. Hi, everybody. Yeah, that I'm was fine. him. So what we're going to do? <laughs> You're fine. Hey, I'm no, fine. Fuck I that. Am. What's up with Actually, you I'm, for real? I'm fairly uncomfortable today. It's colder. It's damp. So you're not fine. That... Not uh, out of the gate. Not fine. <laughs> Just lying to everybody out of the gate. Wow. It's what do you call it? it the 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 Achilles is stiff, but it's just tough to get comfortable on a cold, wet, damp day. So hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, great. Uh, we got to we traveled this weekend. We got to see both in laws. So we saw the folks up in we Connecticut. We sure did, saw Phil. The folks in it Jersey. was a hell of a time you and I had. <laughs> You you do know that you are still affectionately referred to uh, by my mother-in-law, whose 75th birthday was this weekend. Happy, Happy birthday, Judy. Happy birthday, Judy. Uh, as the wackadoo. You know that, right? The wackadoo? No, I did not know that. Yeah, th- because of how you responded to our wedding invitation. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad it meant a lot to you, <laughs> Phil. It was fun for me at the time. I did not memorize what I wrote. <laughs> that's fine, because I didn't either. I just know that that's how she refers the to you. The word in time. there somewhere in there was wackadoo. Yeah, somehow saying. that's how she refers to you. But well, well, I'm, wondering you? If, I'm wondering if I what? said it. Well, if, what's up with no, me? Was... No, I wanted to, what's up with me is wanting to know what's up with Grandma Judy. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder if I said wackadoo or if she – because it was... it's not out no, of character or – It was how you responded to the wedding like the, the – That she felt you know, was wackadoo. Yeah, because you wrote something funny on the accepting the invitation. No, I get like, it. But you, you know, understand how the we already ha- – Judy and I now have a very special relationship in that <laughs> – we're probably the like two of the of the ten total earth dwellers <laughs> and I'm including the troposphere in that who say wackadoo. Okay? So this one goes out to you, Judy. Uh I'll tell you what's up with me. Actually, no, I don't want to dedicate this to Judy. I'm gonna dedicate the rest of the show after what I say to Judy. Because I need to talk about my neck. Uh, what's up with me is I have, as you recall, last episode we talked about me shaving the beard for the part. Pennsylvania Playhouse, 12 Angry Jurors, opening this Friday, which I'll discuss further and and push you about it later. Anyway, um, for the show, it's set in like 55. That's the, of the 19 variety. Um, not in the future. Got it. Okay. Well, I was thinking more like 1855 where I had to shave my beard because you know how everybody was smooth skinned back then. Anyway, not the point. This is not about cowboys, much as I wish it were. 
I shaved the beard off. We talked about it. I don't look right. I also look older and fatter than I used to, but that's because <laughs> the last time I didn't have a beard was 2006. There's going to be a little bit of shift absent being, I don't know. It's gravity's fault is what Tom is. Cruise, the rest of us, you know, are going to age. And so anyway, yeah, gravity and uh, spicy Cheetos happened. So anyway, <laughs> I'm like growing scruff back and friends of mine are being wonderful about it. My castmates, they're fantastic. They're wonderful people going like, would you stop? You know, my wife, chief among everyone, you know, and even my daughter going like, you're good. And Phil, who was honest and laughed a little and said, well, you know, anyway, I hate it. And so I was thinking about that. Phil? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to grow the beard back, you know, and that's going to be thing. You know, I'm, I'm doing something about it. I'm doing something about my turkey neck. Besides, like, getting on the treadmill every day, which pretty much I do. I, I know I need to, you know, lift again. But I'm doing the health thing as well, but I'm doing something else. Oh? I am. Are you? Have you ever heard of cold sculpting? Uh, I, I have when you mentioned it last week to me briefly. I never listened to myself on this show. And that's funny. funny. I listened to no, the episode. That was after. That was afterwards. Oh, I was going to say, I think I tune out during the episode then. <laughs> you tune out afterwards. But anyway, I'm doing it. So I'm doing I have an appointment. We're going to talk about it in the whip around as it progresses. I, and I will be. Yeah, this is. I wonder. Now, do you actually have an appointment or is yeah. this going to be like a water pick incident? No, you no. Mention it and then you never. No, no, no. I, I think I know what you mean by water pick. I have vague remembrance of this. <laughs> but no, this is real. Money okay. has exchanged hands. Oh, all right. So, all right. No, I'm going here. to beautify, and I'm not shy, and I'm not. I'm not sorry about it. Um, Sean's getting a glow up. Yeah, maybe I would feel differently and be a little more shy if I was getting like a liposuction thing. But it's literally they attach the thing; it freezes, you know, the fat, so they squish it out, like a you know, massage the hell out of it. Apparently, vigorously, which is going to be awkward. But so is a turkey neck in general. So Brushing my teeth is awkward. Therapeutic strangling is what I'm hearing. There it is. So anyway, I'm doing it. We're going to see how it goes. The appointment, I believe, is uh, it's the beginning of August. So, you know, you know. I, I, I got to say this. And you know, I think everybody isn't being nice. I think they're honest. I think you, of course, because you live in that body, you're more conscious of it. I don't, I don't think it's as big a deal. I, I was reacting because it was just so different to see you. The, uh, you, you know, your self-proclaimed turkey neck was not what I was worried about last week. It was just the, sure, uh, sure. the smoothness that was facing me in the screen. It was like it was a little jarring. But – well. I you know. think y'all may have gotten used to seeing someone I'm not willing to be. <laughs> oh, the support for myself, you, you know. You you be who you want to be. Right. Just you, just don't be it on the tracks because choo choo the weird is coming through. Stuff during my headlines, yeah. I'm so proud of you right now. I figure if you were off this week, I got to do the singing too. I don't know. Hey, fuck you! I'm not that off. I'm just. Mm. <laughs> you I know what? Six head- <laughs> Son of a bastard! I got six headlines from this week's news that all sound too good to be true, but one really is. So that's five real, one fake. Spot the fake, win the day. Asshole. <laughs> Here we go. Go. Warning for. <laughs> Warning for event staff after fake $100 bills passed at Testicle Festival. Angry over tomato thickness, woman hurls racial slurs burger at Burger King employee. Ugh. Illinois police uh, face lawsuit over drug testing a toddler's ashes. Oh. Vegan activists cut down poultry farm fence. Chickens escape onto highway, causing 10-car pileup. Wait. Unathletic alligator with terrible arthritis escapes, escapes Wisconsin Zoo. Toddler ashes? Ohio man making bombs to pay off lawnmower debt dies in accidental blast. And like we want to get them now. It's like opening an urn. Oh, sorry. 
Stop crying. Go faster. Morning for Vince F. After fake $100 bills passed the Tesco Festival, angry over tomato thickness, woman hurls racial slurs, burger at Burger King employee, and Illinois police face lawsuit over drug testing a toddler's ashes, vegan ast- activists cut down fen- poultry farm fence, chickens escape onto highway causing 10-car pileup, unathletic alligator with terrible arthritis escapes Wisconsin Zoo, Ohio man making bombs to pay off lawnmower debt, dies in accidental blast. Zamboni, that is some smooth ice. Um... <laughs> I wish I were a sportscaster. I would have just have found my thing. That's boom goes the dynamite for me. Well, the, the all right. I'm. I wish I could just listen to all of these stories play out once again. I, I'm doing a terrible job. I'm not finding these stories that you're just nothing, nothing decapitating during the week. You know, nothing's familiar at all this week. Familiar. There's only one R in familiar, Phil. Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, the first two are deeply suspect for me. The um, uh, although, but but the t- it testicle and uh, tomato thickness anger. Yeah, testicle festival and slurburger <laughs> is our new podcast <laughs> title. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> God damn. Uh, anyway. Yeah, though, again, I want to talk more about Toddler's Ashes. <laughs> Just let's isolate that audio, folks. As usual. Um, but, I, so I, I, but I also doubt you would be quite that person to make up a story, of, although you could bait me with it. You I, know. I know I can't. Sometimes to catch I, the uncatchable fish, you have to bait the hook with some Toddler's Ashes. <laughs> I'm going to say, however... I think you would laugh particularly hard at the notion of a testicle festival. That doesn't mean you faked it, but I, I, I'm going to say that you made up the first one because it's just too fun. It's actually that much fun. Wow. That's what- Was it the second yeah. one? Also, no. Angry over the thickness of the tomato slice. Phil. What? What was the fake one? Did you toddler ash me? Also, no. That's oh. amazingly Ooh. real. They Ooh. thought he was carrying. Thank uh, goodness. They thought he was carrying uh, drugs in the little vial, and uh, no, it was his kid's ashes. So, did are you picturing what I'm picturing, and that some like detective like jammed his like middle finger into it, and then like rubbed this guy's toddler's ashes on his like upper gums? Now, it was it like not, the article did not detail exactly. Oh. Apparently, they field tested it, came back positive. Mm, but that's 100 percent pure baby. <laughs> that's awful. Woo! That's 100 percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's an underoo oh yeah oh uh, i'm so horrible. sorry because i'm no not. well what's fake the vegan activist uh, cutting down the fence you know i when you said 10 car pile up I, you distracted me so effectively you mean the rest of the world distracted you so effectively this is true but i mean just uh that was a beauty even in the way you arranged those story headlines phil well done <laughs> You do know that every week I put the fake one in a random spot by rolling a, a, a six-sided die, right? Oh, God. I don't arrange No, and I am hastening to forget yet again. You're welcome. I mean. What are we doing now? Are we breaking? Or <laughs> <are> we just... <laughs> Got him. Still matters. Damn it. I'm still on toddler's ass. I'm sorry. I'm going to be distracted. I can tell. I can tell. Especially with, can, you know, Serpico rubbing the ashes on his teeth thing. It's oof. As near as I can tell, that didn't happen. But you know what did happen? Hmm. We have to see it. What? 
have a COVID idiot. No. Hey, hey, it's the COVID idiot of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Sorry, <laughs> right, dude. Are you yeah. sure? I, I, I was. There were a couple that went by that I, I just pushed off, but this one was unique and it, it got me angry. Uh, you know, in Canada, I used to like you, um, but this one comes from Manitoba. I still do because Man- I haven't heard it yet. And it's Manitoba's deputy public health minister. I'm putting on blast as the COVID of the week this oh, week. Dear. Uh, with people going back to work, you think you want to codify things to encourage better behavior, but no. Uh, after several small clusters of outbreaks here and there throughout various businesses in Manitoba, Dr. Jazz Atwal. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> At least he's not Italian. So Old Zap's right. got a cousin. <laughs> Zap and Jazz. Oh, <laughs> oh gladiators. no. We're all the gladiators. Holy shit. <laughs> all roads lead back to American gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Dr. Atwal makes things worse. Basically, what he ends up saying <laughs> I know, is that even though these outbreaks could be traced to various companies, it's not workplace-related transmission. It's just transmission that might have occurred during lunch breaks at the office or during a carpool to work. Uh, what's the common so, denominator in both of those excuses, asshole? So, Dr. Atwal, let me be the first to say, fuck you. Saying things like this lead to employers weaseling out of taking care of employees, setting policies that incentivize coming to work sick, sick, prolonging the big dumb thing. So for siding with businesses instead of the public health, you are my COVID idiot of the week. I hope your carpool runs into a moose up there. Yeah. Man, yet again, showing besides human horrible stupidity and, you know, coarseness and how horrible businesses are when unchecked. Uh, The very notion, saying it again, and then I'll jump off the topic, of employers being expected to, like, provide health care. That whole way we've done it. I know, just, but just give them an excuse to get out of it. It's yeah. like, no, that means that any, no, this could have happened at lunch, so I don't have to cover yeah. you. Or, See what you, happens? Get the insurers out of the work. It, it just get, <laughs> fix it. Now, please. And wear your mask, bitch. So I got an odd one, and, and as soon as I read the title, I knew I had to bring it in this week for science. And apologies in advance, possibly, to Ward Van Hout, friend of the show, director curator of the Bethlehem Contemporary House Art Galleries. Oh, no! If I'm blowing up something you might have brought with you next time you and your beard grace us with your presence. Oh, no. So you you remember, of course, the story about Vanta Black and the super-absorbing black yeah. pigments, right? Yeah. Famous, famous douchebag Anish Kapoor. And then the, well, the, pink, the pink middle finger and all I, that. Right. His competitor did that. Well, what if I told you instead of blackest black, scientists have developed the whitest white. Is it, they did it in Florida, didn't they? <laughs> no, they That's modeled where you it find after the, whitest the, white, I think. the middle of winter. They did what? I'm kidding. I, well, I, uh, I didn't hear it. it you well, got bleeped out. They modeled it after the color of my ass cheek in the middle of winter. I should have left it bleep, bleeped out. <laughs> Wait, uh, really- no way. Yours would look like you painted your ass cheek white, sat on something, and you can see the hair marks in the paint. <laughs> I sat on the cat. Italian, the yeah. yeah. But really, scientists at Purdue have been working on producing a super white paint for years, and they've just improved it like massively. And it's composed of high concentrations of barium sulfate. And they uh, recently published this in the uh, American Chemical Society's Journal of Applied Materials and Interfaces. Well... How about barium sulfate? Do you happen to <laughs> that ring a bell at all? Barium, barium sulfate. Sulfate. 
Uh, no, but it sounds like it would be one hell of a sexy scientist. Barry Solfate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever had an x-ray or a CT scan and taken a contrast? What do you mean taking a con- I've had an x-ray. What do you mean taking a contrast? With contrast. Uh, sometimes this is called a contrast. Now, it's used in other things like cosmetics to make the things like- What the fuck are you talking about? Contrast medium, something that you either have injected into you or you drink it. Specifically, if you drink it before an x-ray, it highlights the digestive tract. No, I don't think I ever have. I Now I know what you mean. Way to be very, very hard to understand at first, you scientist. Well, that's the point of science, isn't it? Just to make it sound like I'm impressive and you don't know what you're doing. Do you ever, do you ever drink some shit before you had to take an x-ray? Blam. Yeah. So now here's the thing. Quick science lesson. You see things because they reflect or emit light. Like my mug is blue to hot my take. eyes because it reflects blue light. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot, hot takes, takes about vision here in the whip around. <laughs> but now here's the thing. Uh, the mug is blue because it reflects blue light, but the light from the sun is a spectrum of colors. It's all light. So what happens to the other colors? They take a powder, man. <laughs> no. I don't don't make me explain okay. this shit. I, Are you kidding me? Well, they get absorbed. Okay, like well, I don't know. They go into sub subcontrast. That's yeah. what I'm thinking you're about to bust out. Yes. No. Well, they get absorbed. So now cuz they can't so if they were reflected, we would see all of them or we would see white, right. right? Exactly. So then let me ask you this. What's the what is what is black doing then in terms of pigment? Doing it in a cooler way? <laughs> it's absorbing it. Hence why a black hole is described as a black hole, but right? Because it absorbs all of the light or, you know, most of it. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now, why do you want a super white pigment? What's the point? Racism. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> because you need to draw Tilda Swinton and what else are you going to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. You want to reflect light. And what does that end up doing to a surface if it's reflecting light instead of absorbing it? It makes it cooler? Yes. In fact... Was I right? To about... Yes. Oh, all right. Hey. <laughs> In fact, they showed that if you paint something with the whitest white, it keeps surfaces almost 19 degrees cooler than surroundings at night and 8 degrees cooler than surroundings in direct sunlight. Damn. So, I mean, it's noticeably cooler. I mean, a 10 degree difference, yeah. you can you can tell 100%. You could, you you could can keep tell. your babies in the car if it was painted that color. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about them turning into toddler ash. Woo! <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> and suddenly um, we're back in American Gladiator somehow. <laughs> but some cities are even painting roofs of buildings white to save energy on heating costs. And some far more radical scientists are considering painting uninhabited areas of the planet with this stuff to mm. help fight global warming. Which is – honestly, that's what we're going to have to do because it's never going to – people aren't going to do shit. It's going to have to be science. Right? It's a, people will do the right thing only when other, all other options are exhausted, right? Well, exactly. So, With scientists are going to save the world again. You're welcome. So uh, that's the plan. That's why they're doing this. Do you see the huge fucking problem, though? There, there's a glaring flaw in the plan. I'm over here grinning and hopping around all happy because we're going to save the Get world. Yeah, the science and... 100% right. But do you see the mis- – do you see the – well, I can't say it's a flaw in the plan, but is the this, obvious – Is this because of Barry Sulfate, whatever the fuck his name is? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. The, well, okay. Um, problem with this. If we painted surfaces, I mean, if 
I don't know. It could be very glaring and and whatever. Uh, airliners, anybody in the sky would be getting blasted with. Interesting thought. Not where not where we were going here. Where are we going? Rainbows. Where are we going? Gets dirty. Oh. <laughs> and now it was. I was. I'm. You all have to brush them. <laughs> well, I was. Just we're creating jobs. Sensodyne. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Sensodyne monitor. I go around the planet just whitening it all. Or what's a whitening <laughs> tooth? I don't know. It was good. You shouldn't have second-guessed yourself. I was on board. No, there's a... Well, fuck it. Anyway, uh, I'm reading this article, and that's what I'm thinking to myself. And then at the end, they're like, uh, Ronnie Levinson over at Lawrence Berkeley Labs points out, the cooling benefits are normally evaluated for substances like this after a few years outside, but they've just published this after they tested a fresh coat, and we have no idea how it's going to be performing after it's outside for a few years. And not only that, when it's brand new compared to what's available already... It is only actually a 10% performance boost. So minimal boost, but still an improvement. Don't know how it performs in the long term. Some flaws, but hey, cooling the planet through whitening its uninhabited teeth. What do you think? I, I think that uh, – no, really. I, I, I wish it were funnier, but I, <laughs> I, scientists are going to have to <laughs> <just> start <laughs> painting feverishly to save us from ourselves. It's going to be interesting – because I can, one day it will really uh, – the ter- terrific metaphor for humanity here. Earth is going to look like it has a whole lot of whiteout on it as we have to mis- literally correct our mistakes by whiting out the planet. Um, it is. And some of the areas that, that we should be whiting out are mistakes on a geological scale. You know, like, well, this is the Sahara Desert. It's, um, it's white now. Uh, Pretty bad. Or, this is Florida. Somehow it got whiter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's going to look like a fucking C minus project <laughs> from space. All these, you know, um, because we could put flotillas of white ships or something oceans, out there or sure. whatever, or like, you know, large, uh, whatever. Yeah. Make, it what like I, a, make, it, make, make the ocean look like a big project by a, a Christo Crisco. What was the guy's name that does the tarps? It's both of those. It's Christo Crisco. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like we could. You know and what I, I'm thinking of right? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Okay, the guy okay. who did all the 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 tarpy things. Yeah, the, the, the ribbons or whatever. We'd make it know. white instead and reflect the sun, and I don't know. Yeah, but I, I was thinking more like whatever you know, contract company, government, whatever decides like we're the we're going to be the whiteout people. Uh, I would think there is some some gain to be had for like you get to decide what emoji the flotilla is going to shape <laughs> itself in while it saves the planet get them to text something give out some prizes and and we we we're saved cuz we've made it annoying and humans love annoying selfishy shit so the scientists will come up with it Sean figures out a way to market it and you citizens will figure out a way to laugh at it when we come back from this break I see a fucked earth and I want to paint it white. <laughs> Welcome to Whip Around Burgers and Shakes. Can I take your order? Yeah, I'm Are you looking for are you looking for Twitter, our Twitter account at the Whip Around? Okay, okay. I, I I think I'm hearing you're asking about our Instagram account, right? Uh, um, okay, so you want to reach us at uh, thewhiparound at gmail.com. Uh, 
Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You want to find us on Facebook. There you can talk to us and share ideas back and forth. Alright, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to direct you to our website, thewhiparoundpodcast.com. Yeah, you're welcome. Pull on through the next window. No, I really, I wish, like, it's like, I want to be perplexed, or I want to be, it's like, no, this uh, this sounds to me... It like really the, does. Like the salvation of Earth, because the it, governments no, won't do it. It's pretty simple, all things considered. And I Start know, painting, you know, paint the roofs white, it may make sense to me, is that, you know, just on a basic thermodynamic level, it's like, yeah, yeah. reflect the light, yeah. why not? And then, um, I know you're joking, but I'm agreeing with it in a literal sense. It will create an an entire industry if we did like, oh, my dad was a scrubber back in, you know, 31. Because, <laughs> you know, so you imagine these crews just out there, you know. Making sure it's polished and clean. And what's interesting is people complain about stuff that, you know, what's high maintenance. Like, I, we probably need to hire some people to do that maintenance then. That solves, you're creating a good problem by pointing that out. Am I Actually, being too yeah, high yeah. in the sky right now? No, I mean, that makes sense. And I love the term, like, creating a good problem. I think that's a great way to frame a lot of things that some people complain about. I, it's well, like, wait a minute. Story of my life, Phil. <laughs> I create good problems. Yes, he does. And we're back on the whip around here. Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. Sean, Sean Hayes, creator of good problems. Word. And uh, minister of Sean's uh, cabinet of the macabre. What do you, how dare you? <laughs> That's weird. How dare I needed, you? <laughs> I needed a, a a position that started with an M from a cabinet. Mini- no, I don't mind being called minister, but the fact that I'm prime minister of the cabinet, by the way, governor, <laughs> governor, but you've rested this for me this week because my schedule has been hell on earth. It has been. So it's I, a I guest guess- host scenario. Yes. So let me start it in the way that I probably should, which is a little more appropriate for me. Cabinet. I don't know. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, I, I, I have to thank my wife for this one. She sent me this this morning, and I knew I had to call an audible on the game that I made, and it turned into a little cabinet that feeds into this game. All right. So uh, got some flavor. Got some, got some macabre flavor for you, buddy. And uh, turns out that we need to go to China for a good dose of some tragedy. Oh, my. Well, okay. I guess that's the you know the MSG that we put the cabinet <laughs> is the M this week. <laughs> the cabinet puts the M in the MSG. Yeah, and I guess you've got a game, and that this one you said is a tragedy, so it's sadness. So it is literally yeah. macabre sadness game. So we've got MSG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is, and we'll so be right back. A- <laughs> it's not getting any better. So as it turns out, <laughs> China is following a similar pattern. Uh, as the rest of the world, insofar as as the middle class begins to grow, they can enjoy more leisure time, which means they pick up many hobbies, which some of them happen to include things as weird as running for fun. Ugh. I know, right? No wonder uh, the middle but, class is dead. They're tired. Well, <laughs> some of them have really dropped lately. So as it turns out, uh, there, there's a weird subculture that has cropped up where marathoning and doing these really long races has become a, a thing. I love where this must be going. Well, it just so happens that during a 100-kilometer, which is a 62-mile ultra marathon this past week, 
21 of 172 participants died. Yes! Yes! 21 of 172. I mean, that's terrible, uh, but hey. When strong winds, an extreme drop in temperatures, and a sudden hailstorm crashes this race. Mm -mm. That's a (laughs) three-course macabre dinner. And by the way, these aren't just people who just signed up for fun. In order to enter this particular ultra marathon, you already had to have completely uh, successfully completed two regular marathons in the past year. So these are no novice runners doing this ultra marathon. In the past year? In the past year, you're also had... tired already. <laughs> They've done enough running. Jeez. You're, now you're getting greedy. So what went wrong here? Other than, you know, nature being the ultimate killer. Mm. Well, you may expect in a country that's notorious for, you know, not giving a shit about its people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ignored experts. They put checkpoints in the race and stopping points with, you know, uh, you know, stations for food or, you know, uh, water way too far apart. Uh, ignored local weather reports and didn't have nearly enough rescue resources available. Oh, further complicating this was that the part of the race where most of the people ended up dying mm. was an incredibly steep part of the race. They couldn't get rescue vehicles up there for people. Good. And when mm-hmm. this storm blew in, it blew in fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, fun fact, actually five runners were saved in this portion of the race. Thanks to a local shepherd. Zhu Keming, uh, because he noticed them out there and saved them from certain death as he found them exposed to the elements and brought them into a small cave near the course. Uh, So these uh, five runners, super lucky. The other uh, 21, not so much. Other runners will point to the fact that there is not a clear governing body for all these trail running events, which means oversight gets left to local municipalities that put on these events. And, you know, that becomes a game of, uh, you know, dodge the hailstone Hmm. at this point. So that's my short, you know, macabre, uh, you know, uh, appetizer, a little amuse, amuse douche, if you will. Thank you. Thank you. Which I, <laughs> it doesn't quite fit, but it, it's, a, it's evergreen. So I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I, I saw it there. I had to take uh, it. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Bunch of people dying during a race like that, hailstorm coming in and, and temperatures dropping. How's that? Would you ever run one of these things? Or let me put it this way: the answer is no. How much money would it take for you to run a marathon? What would I have to give you to get you to make this to make a shot at it? You know, I didn't realize that when you took over the cabinet for the week, you would also be taking over some of my bad habits, which you just <laughs> took so long <laughs> to ask me that question. Boom! It takes me back to the early days of the whip around. <laughs> When I was slightly question. when I was slightly worse than I am now, would I? I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Of course. What would it take to get me to try one? Yeah, a nothing short of a gun in my back. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine how many miles? Fifty? Seventy? What? Twenty six is a regular marathon, and this was sixty two. I ain't doing that ever. Miles? How many? 62 62 that is 62 miles for no. an ultra marathon no you couldn't would... back a couldn't back a dump truck full of money up to your house can i ride that for some of the race <laughs> no well then i'm not surviving like the... no, no number i could back this up to your here's the, this much money go train for it get ready and run it well here's the thing it's basically like how much money do i have to give you that you'd be okay giving it to your family because you're gonna be dead <laughs> 
Like, if you were like, how much money would I have to back up to your house for you to climb up a cliff and drop down on the cliff onto the running rotors of a helicopter on the ground? Like, well, how much would they need? <laughs> you know, how how much money would that take to clean up? Uh, I don't, I'm not doing that. Okay. I, I, you know, everybody has their limits. I just wanted to know if this was one of your hard limits of like, no, not running. May I remind you that you yourself said that there was a portion of this, whatever you call I'm this. I'm not saying run this one. I'm this, saying run a, a this oh, running ultra. this running trail of tears went <laughs> up a mountain or whatever. Episode title. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I firmly doubt it. <laughs> We should we ought to boost something soon, and that they'd be like, forget it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I in fact I apologize. Boost that. I'm sorry because I know that hurts somebody. Not Still, as much as it hurt the people that walked in. Doesn't mean it's not funny, but <laughs> anyway, no, no, okay. no, and for those people who who died, and for the people, you know, I gotta figure you knew what you signed up for. I mean, it's it's an endurance race. It's a challenge, but you know, and yeah. If, and if I if I started a like a small business in the United States, I know that no one's going to cry for me when it's when it fails. Well, that's the Chinese version. You <laughs> took your life in your hands in China. No one's going to catch you, <laughs> except maybe a shepherd, a literal she- metaphor for the Chinese political situation. <laughs> something 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 agrarian something something corrupt something party i went so to college for, so it's time for real or bullshit fatal games edition oh dude you are killing it this week well just you wait till you hear about this because athletic contests you know they're always fraught with danger and sometimes fatal for the players sometimes fatal for the fans and sometimes for you my macabre buddy, if you can't sort out the real sports tragedies from the bullshit ones I've made up. Well, my knee-jerk instinct, Phil, is that any <laughs> that aren't involving football are made up. Um, <laughs> so let's see how that plays out. Well, funny you should say that because my, <laughs> see? First, see? my first incident, Thanksgiving Day, 1900. Stanford and UC Berkeley set to face off in the big game, but not all fans could get into the stadium. Some of these enterprising gate crashers didn't even crash the gate, but they opted to climb on top of the Pacific Glassworks building opposite of the field to get a view. By the time an estimated 400 people had climbed on the roof, 20 minutes into the game, it collapses. 20 people died while falling into the plant, which included an industrial furnace, might I add. Oh, Real or bullshit. I knew when you said Glassworks. I'm like, oh man, that has to bring up something <laughs> extra. Bonus points. Um... Well, it certainly sounds like the kind of tragedy that you'd hear about in 1900. It's mm-hmm. it's it's certainly timely sounding, and uh, sports fans widely known to be uh, impulsive climbers. So I'm going to actually s- never thought about it that way, but that is absolutely fair. You know, what I, mean? I don't know what it is, but they cl- they those people they like to climb things. Yeah. They they climb inadvisedly. Uh, I'm going to say it's real. That it is, yeah, buddy. Oh, into a glass. For, oh. <laughs> Glass factory. You've been twenty-two smelted. people died. Yeah, well, I'd hate to have done that fall and lived. Can you imagine? Ah, oh, that's <laughs> glass yeah, everywhere. Every in every. Ugh, no, nope, nope. So how about January twentieth, nineteen eighty? A bullfight 
at the Coraleas building just north of Bogota, Colombia. 40,000 people have gathered to watch a bullfight in this structure, which is described as makeshift and scrabbled together out of wooden timbers, generally not safe. Making things worse, it rained the night before, meaning the whole thing wasn't just stable, it was standing in a basic swamp. Hmm. As things crashed down, spectators leaped from the upper decks, others trampled, and in total, authorities recovered 222 bodies. Real or bullshit? Where is this? Supposedly. North of Bogota, Colombia. Hmm. Not Bogota, New Jersey, even though they're spelled the same way. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. That does, <laughs> that does affect my answer. That does affect my answer. So in the name of Taylor Ham Pork Rolly is from central New Jersey. I will say that, uh, fuck it. This also is real. Yes, it is. I, it was close. If it was Jersey, I'd have said bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Bogota, New Jersey, not known for its bullfights. Not that they don't happen. No, I mean, that's, you know, it's, just, it's up there in the woods. They ain't got a lot to do in North Jersey. Word. January 3rd, 1886, in Japan. Several teams competing in the Hakone Ikaiden, a hundred... <laughs> you had me? You had me until Ikaiden? <laughs> until Jerry Lewis came in to finish the town name or whatever. Ikaiden! Can we get that one more time, please? Uh, January 3rd, 1886 in Japan. Several teams are competing in the Hakone Ikaiden. Yeah, I like it. Less Jerry Lewis. Yeah. A 107-kilometer-long relay race from Tokyo in, uh, to Hakone in the Kanagawa Prefecture. Uh, and then that's on January 2nd and then back the next day. Mm. Things went fine on January 2nd, but the next day, cold temperatures and a freak snowstorm on day two meant the second runner on one of the teams had a little bit of a hard time, and straight up died on his leg of the relay. Ever honorable, the other eight people on his team waited along the route for a relay that uh, never happened. Each of those eight runners dying of hypothermia, <laughs> waiting oh for that sash to be passed on. Real or bullshit? I, I feel you've trapped me, Phil. I feel that if I say real, it's kind of racist, so I can't even consider it. I have to say that that's bullshit, even though I don't know. Bullshit? Oh, thank God. Woo! Woo! You trapped me. The race is real, however. It is a, it is a two-day-long relay race. One down to, to Hakone and then back to Tokyo the next day. You tricky devil, you. You slick oni. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you slick Oni! <laughs> Oni <laughs> Damon! Jer Jerry Lewis was Japanese, who knew? He's a guaylo! <laughs> I think it's Chinese, whatever. I was gonna say, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't mean whatever, like they're the same, but I'm ridiculous, so I'm ridiculous, Tony, you know, gotcha. 360 here. we're looking for. Yeah, sure. Uh, March 27th, 1928. The Milan-San Remo cycling race, the longest one-day race in cycling, was underway. As the peloton passed the halfway point, a buzzing could be heard overhead, and a plane began to follow the pack. Slowly, the plane drops altitude to get a closer look at the pack when suddenly the engine stalls, sending the plane down. Although the pilot tried his best to carefully land on the road, and many cyclists did manage to veer out of the way, 
two decapitated by the propeller, and one later dies of injuries suffered uh, simply falling as he tries to get out of the way. The later charge, the pilot, was unharmed. Real or bullshit? That's exquisite. Whether that's hold on, whether that's real or bullshit, that's exquisite. So if you made that up, kudos to you, my friend. Uh, I also like that you know I. If one were to be kind of listening to this, it sounded like you said two people were decapitated and one of them later died of injuries. <laughs> uh, which man, I wish I had misunderstood that just for a yeah, second. No, if you tuned out, two decapitated, one right, later third, dies of injuries, never getting right, out of the way. Yeah, right. Two. One was decapitated and died instantly. Uh, <laughs> the, other the other one fought a valiant battle against. Yeah. One fought a valiant battle against reality. Uh, wow, <laughs> I I'm gonna say it's real, both because if it's real, I win the point, and if I'm wrong, what a compliment I get to give to you, liar. So real. I made that up. Hey, hey, impressive. I'm delighted to lose a point there. Thank you. I appreciate that. That compliment. was fantastic. I should have known. But the decapitations too good, right? were too good to be true. <laughs> I should have known better. I with toddler's ashes and decapitations. There you go. <laughs> this is how we catch you underneath like a box with a stick and a string. <laughs> the way to Sean's heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last one. So you're already a winner. Glory lap around the track here. Word. August 8th, 1903. Philadelphia. During a game between Philadelphia and Boston, baseball, uh, <laughs> I just realized I forgot to specify the sport. Kickball. <laughs> Tetherball, what the fuck? Uh, two drunk men were being taunted by some teenagers, and one of them had enough. Proceeds to assault one of the teens, a girl, pulling her hair, apparently, then drunk, stumbles, falls on top of her. Her companions start yelling for help, and fans in the upper deck hear the commotion, and rush to the edge of the bleachers to see what's happening. The bleachers then crash down, crushing fans below. And uh, total 200 seriously injured, 12 die in an incident that became known as Black Saturday. Real or bullshit? Oh, man. Well, I feel like as someone who lives near Philly, I should have at least recognized this if it was real. Where was it supposed to in Philly or more like bought like where Philadelphia at the stadium? Oh, damn it. See, they were playing the Boston bean eaters at the time before they were the Red Sox bean eaters bean eaters at the time, not the Red Sox bean eaters. Who are the Philadelphia folks? They were still the, the, the Phillies at the time. I believe they were the athletics at a point, but I, I think they'd become the Phillies at this point. I don't know, man. Methinks thou doth protest too much, motherfucker. I'm going to say it's bullshit. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm sorry, like, you know, Philly people. I'm sorry. This was actually the incident that led to uh, building codes uh, requiring concrete and steel for stadiums and bleachers. So what was that at the time? Just like wooden fucking bleachers and just wooden scaffolding and all of that for the upper deck. And it came down on people. Do we know if, like, the people directly involved, like, the the girl, the attacker, and, like, her companion? I, I did not – again, I found this one this morning and made this game tailored to it, so I didn't okay. have a time to de- dive into that. Hey, maybe our friends at Potadelphia will let us know. Is that what's happening right now? Are we playing? Oh, Holy my God. Shit. Is this really happening? Wow. What a transition. Wow. So uh, if uh, any of the three of them 
Philadelphia's only Philly sports podcast that matters. Hike! Coming out every Wednesday, if any of them. Sprained ankle. either Sarah or Dave or... Josie Jane. Let us know uh, more about that. We would love to hear it. Yeah. Well, uh, Get the plug out of the- Now we'll go to break. Yeah. Don't put it off your commercial. I know you normally don't do that. Don't do that. We took care of it. We'll be back. I'll edit the way I fucking want. Savage. <laughs> Hey, citizen. Sean here, and I'm sitting with Phil against my better judgment. And we were just realizing that we should help you get in touch with us should you like to do so. If you have anything you'd like to tell us at all, you can always reach us by email, thewhiparound at gmail.com. We're also very active on Facebook and on Instagram, thanks largely to Phil. If you would be so kind as to share those posts, like those posts, send them to your friends, send them to your enemies, that helps us get into people's ears. Yeah, while we're at it, those reviews and not just stars, but also just comments and let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, and then of course, if you love us, you can always bookmark the whiparoundpodcast.com as your homepage and go there for all your whiparoundy needs. I haven't even done that last part. Well, we're going to go do that on Sean's laptop machine, and you come on right back to the show. All right. Well, Phil is going to sit in my lap, I guess. It's cozy. I guess we're pacing out to have like a normal episode length. It's pretty close, actually. Yeah. Well, let's get... By the way, compliment to you. I wrote every one of those entries thinking, how would Sean write this shit? I really was. Only you would take a compliment and try to make it like one that is actually for the person who gave the compliment. You're too nice for your own good. No, 100% true. Because I'm like, how does Sean phrase his macabre stuff to highlight the death and the destruction? And the San Remo cycling race was was the epitome of that. I was was super proud. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I can hear the – like, I want you to read it. Actually, one day. Even the, now that I'm thinking about it, the cadences, did seem kind of like I like how he's phrasing. <laughs> well, and only and only you could be like, oh yeah, that sounded good. No so wonder of course, I, I was like, oh yeah, Phil. Oh great. Oh boy. Uh, but we're we're back because we need to be back because I need to include that without doing a whole bunch of stitching together. So yeah, I'm apparently very vain. Um, and uh, it's it's time for three for the road. Uh, <laughs> That time of the show, we talk about the things we didn't have time to talk about during the regular one of the show. Didn't fit in with the theme of the show, which right now is that I am self-centered. Uh, what we're going to do is volley back and forth, Phil and I, talking about weird news stories that are burning a hole in our brain. Each of those turns gets 30 seconds. Once a 30-second turn is up, you hear something a little bit like this, which is Poser Bell, who is saying it's time to shut up, move on to the next person. And once you do that three times a piece, that'll be it. That'll be the show we'll do, I guess, at, well, maybe like two plugs. <laughs> maybe. We done did one. And then that'll be it. That'll be the show. And we will usher in a new era where it's going to be familiar, but the era is going to be marked by me actually writing some more stories for the show. Uh, Phil, you just did the whole show, so I guess you probably would be uh, comforted if I go first here. Um, Want me to send you mine? Fuck off. (laughs) Are you ready to go? Fuck you. 
Fuck you! In Art Times Zero News, the world's first not sculpture just sold for 12,000 euros at auction, quote-unquote created by Italian artist slash nerve-having son-of-a-bitch Salvatore Garau. I am is literally empty space. Quote, the invisible work of art basically represents a void of technically empty space that is actually occupied by the energy of the sculpture, and I stress, someone bought this shit on purpose. It even comes with instructions for storage, the nerve-having prick, and there's no snark that could do better than quoting the artist himself. Quote, it, uh, it therefore has energy that condenses and transforms itself into particles. In short, us... When I decide to exhibit an immaterial sculpture in a given space, that space will concentrate at a certain quantity and density of thoughts in that precise point, creating a sculpture that from my title alone will take the most varied forms. After all, don't we give shape to a god we have never seen? Yo, eat my invisible asshole, guy. The nerve. In everyone needs to raise your standards news. The U.S. military has some pretty strict security protocols when it comes to nuclear weapons, particularly those stationed or not in Europe. Apparently, the people that work on those installations have to memorize lots of codes, protocols, and signal phrases. Good. Unfortunately, to aid themselves in doing this, some people have been relying on the digital flashcard application, and inadvertently, some of those flashcards are public. Sure, uh-huh. share your bio notes with everybody when you help everyone for class, and why not share your nuclear secrets too? Even worse, these flashcards have been shared on sites like Chegg, which means now anybody with part of the codes can Google and learn all about the bases and codes, protocols, and we use to guard our nukes. Great. New policy proposal. From now on, anyone that uses Chegg should be labeled as a national security list risk. Let's not fail students that cheat. We'll just jail them. <laughs> and say cheese, creep news. A mid-level British drug lord, or duke, I guess, drug earl. Ugh, the metric system. <laughs> anyway, an evil chemist in Britain was finally caught, all thanks to his propensity for sharing every goddamn thing on social media. Liverpool's Carl Stewart, 39, is a frequent user of encrypted social media site EncroChat, see? And when he snapped a selfie with some stilt and cheese at his local grocers and posted that shit on his socials, he gave the bobbies all the help they needed to chase down the cheddar fan, sweeping into the store to fingerprint the cheeses and the rest is creamy history, with Stewart, quote, sentenced to 13 years and six months in prison at Liverpool Crown Court last week after he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to supply cocaine, conspiracy to supply heroin, MDMA, and ketamine in transferring criminal property. Cheese, is there anything it can't do? Wow, I'm impressed. In, uh... Find detective, find detective work of news. London's Metropolitan Police seized five million pounds, that is uh, currency, equivalent to seven million U.S. dollars. The discovery came to a head uh, following a protracted investigation focused on firearms and drugs across London marks the largest amount ever seized by London bobbies. It all came crashing down for the smuggling ring when authorities spotted Ruslan Shamsudinov. Uh, quote, notice- <laughs> <laughs> noticeably struggling to carry heavy bags to a nearby parked car. The copper sprung into action. Wouldn't you know inside the heavy bags, quote, a considerable amount of cash. He had so much money, he couldn't carry it. Tossing, um, <sighs> searching his flat revealed the rest of the cash in a pretty extensive money laundering scheme. Next time I see my shady neighbors struggling to bring groceries, I'm going to help just in case I can make off with a bag of cash. And to make your own kind of real estate news, a kid in Spain had a fight with his parents that took out his frustration on their backyard, digging a sizable cave out back, large enough for a living room bedroom and a small lounge. The six-year-long oh, wow. project started off when Andres Canto was 14 and wanted to head into town, sporting a trendy tracksuit. For whatever reason, that did not sit well with the folks, and Canto did what any well-adjusted teen does when shut down by parents. He calmly spent years digging a fucking hole in the backyard. Eventually, Canto recruited a friend, got a pneumatic drill, and a pulley system for dirt removal involved, and now the 20-year-old has a filthy underground paradise quote supported by arched entrances and vaulted ceilings reinforced with columns as well as concrete walls to prevent collapses he even has wi-fi electricity and a simple heating system and a perfect place to eventually hide his parents corpses Until that happens, I'm still suitably impressed. And finally, in the second coming news, uh, Zack Snyder, known for his dramatic action flicks and movies that go on way too long, has said he's interested in a new genre of film. Quote, I've always wanted to make a religious film and a pornographic film, and I never really had the chance to do either. Maybe I can combine the two. That's right. Zack Snyder has published... 
pitched a biblical porno. He does go on to say that 300 was sort of a primer for that what that film could possibly be. <laughs> We're all and thinking it, it warmed him in a pre- it warmed to him an appreciation for the human form. I'm all about it. In addition to my joke at the beginning that went by way too fast, let me pitch a few other titles. Three times before the cock crows, her man on the mount, twelve apostles, all nude dudes review, giving head to John the Baptist, and nailed on the cross. I've been saving these jokes for years. Thank you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Well done. What an all-star performance by Phil. There's a whole subgenre of joke, I think, now that is just biblical porn names. I've been, I've been, I swear, I've been making those fucking jokes for years, and I'm just so happy I got to use them somewhere now. Shaving Samson. Oh! Uh, I can't wait to do this as a game. Just the same. It's going to be the same as like the douche thing. Cause it uh, well, just, it's, it's like a race. Up. Now it's going to be a race. <laughs> you and me trying to make, you can't do it like the douche game. That's li- that would literally be you <laughs> just riffing, which you don't, don't do that as a game. Just go, just do it. <laughs> what are bathroom stalls and markers made for? <laughs> I don't take a shit with writing implements frequently enough in public. That's my. That's what my problem is. Yet again, evergreen, evergreen. <laughs> Phil, is there anything left to plug? Uh, yeah, there's a podcast that happens occasionally. Mm. Mm. Slow readers, books, tangents, games. Hosts. <sighs> Two guys. Yeah. On the West Coast. Life forms. Busy, 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 busy. Good but busy. Can't spell. Good guys. Yeah. Need name work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How about your wife? How about that wife of Phil's? Caroline Laporta, Broadway and Hollywood level talent. Uh, she's got now the shops had fluctuated before, but she is, a, you know, a talented seamstress and, and, and metal worker and jewelry fashioner and stuffed animal maker. Actually, one of her fine works was a, a Chinese style dragon that my daughter plays with and, 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 and covets <laughs> to this very day. Check out that stuff. You can order things. I would imagine now is a great time to be thinking about going out and finding a Halloween costume. Uh, oh, heaven knows what kind, of con- what kind of cons are coming now that the world is open again. Why don't you get something that you can wear somewhere? Or gift to someone. It's a very gifty season. A lot of birthdays because parents were apparently really randy about nine months ago. And, you know, give or take. Uh, Anyway, check that stuff out. She's got an Etsy shop. Facebook presence. Uh, I think you can probably link to it from any of our show notes forever and ever ago. uh, Up to today. It is fantastic stuff. She is a wonderful person. And uh, you'll be very impressed. I I guarantee it. Fucko. Can we insult you to a nice product? (laughs) (laughs) And actually, hey, I will say one last thing. Uh, Just shout out to the show's uh, favorite fighter. And since you mentioned babies, congratulations. Congratulations, Jimmy and Sam Rivera. First baby. First. (laughs) Phil has expectations. (laughs) He has to fill the gap left by me and my empty testicles. There there it is. (laughs) And you know what? There it is. Uh, Hey, I'm sorry. We got to do this, Phil. On that note. (laughs) We love you, some more potently than others. Goodbye, and happy toddler's ashes to us all. Ruslan shoves Mustanatov, Hakoni Ikaden. Fuck you! Fuck you.